blessing. What's just more annoying? People using the blessing joke or not being able to say your last name? Um, <laughs> that's not supposed to be answered, by the way. Is that a big question? Roll it. My last name is Die. Yep. So I feel like I have some. I have some marks. Here. <laughs> I'll, I'll give, give you that. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, the home of church, technology, and all things geek. With your hosts, Eric Dye, Jeremy Smith, and Phil Schneider. This is not a test. It's time to level up. It's time to press start. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here along with Jeremy Smith and Phil Schneider, who is on sabbatical, uh, but we have filling in for him. Blessing Mogufo. Did I say it right? <laughs> Crap. I, <laughs> I totally. Oh, blessing. I am so sincerely sorry. I feel so. I think I need to write it out and literally go around. Literally. I don't know why I'd use literally in this sense. Of course, you couldn't do it figuratively. I don't. I need to go around the house with a three by five card with how to pronounce your name properly. Um, I feel so bad about it. Uh, don't worry about it, man. I do worry about it, and I, I, I am worrying about it. Oh, blessing! And still, you keep showing up, and it's wonderful. Um, it's been great having you on, and uh, I think we definitely, uh, once Phil's off his sabbatical, um, it would be great to to continue having you on because uh, it's always always lovely to have you on, get your perspective and everything else. We just before we start the podcast, we we're talking about the Steam sale. The Steam sale. Should be still going on. Will it still be going on, Jeremy, by the time this airs? Can you look and see? Um, by Friday, yes. Oh, by Friday. Okay. Well, if you listen to this, if, if you're subscribed okay. to the podcast. No, no, no. I mean, if you post this this Friday. Yeah, I'll do it this Friday. Yes. Okay, very good. Yeah. Um, so if you're, hearing, if you're listening to this on Friday, which means you subscribed, which means you um, are a little bit more awesome than everybody else. If you're not subscribed, um, you now know how to be a little bit more awesome than everybody else. That is to subscribe to the Church of My Podcast. Um, so we're talking about the Steam sale. Uh, you know, sometimes you just have to deviate. I don't feel... See, why... Mm, this is a problem, I feel like. I don't know if it's my personality, guys, or what it is, but I feel like if we want to do anything outside of the business of the business of the church and the tech and all the stuff and the stuff and the stuff... The business of... Yes, exactly. So if we're not... <laughs> You're like maybe mimic him only because of you know the things that yes. he's done. So you know, it feels like you need to to excuse it or make it okay. And I think that that says something about our culture in general, especially when it comes to something about gaming. Like no one ever feels just feels like, oh yeah, um, is it okay to talk about this book? Or I'm going to justify my time reading this book. Like no one, no one. You know, rarely do people feel like they have to justify that reading a book or even watching a TV show or binge watching. I mean, people brag about it. I binge watched this thing, right? But playing a video game, oh, that's you know, so. I recognize that, and you heard me. Like, I'm a total proponent for, you know, people gaming and, and doing that kind of thing, and uh, here I am in the throes of it, coming up with an excuse to make it okay that that's what we're talking about. Gosh, so we're all in different, we're all in different stages of this road of the Steam, of the Steam sale. Um, what, what, we're going to talk about this? Oh, yeah, Blessing, when, when's the last time? Like, how, how's how's gaming for you? Um at the moment, it's it's really been complicated the last few years uh, because of a few reasons. The first is, uh, for some weird reason, I'm not very clever when it comes to um, 
especially playing on consoles. Uh, so if you uh, put a, a controller in my hand, like an Xbox um, controller in my hand, and they are like 16 buttons and you told me to react fast, um, pressing at all of them, then that just throws me off. So I haven't played for a few years and partly because of that and partly because there's certain kind of games that I like uh, and and most of them were only available on on Windows. Um, uh, so I decided um, I wasn't going to stress about it for a while. So I'm actually just scrolling through the sale now. And yeah, so... Yeah, so I haven't played certain games. I, I love strategy games. So Age of Empires. Um, well, see, games like that blessing, the, the whole button thing, you don't need to worry about. In fact, those games, I remember when they would be on console, Age of Empires, um, uh, uh, StarCraft, different different stuff like that, right? Um, I, I would always think on console, like, I can't do that. It's got to be on the computer because they're so well designed for a keyboard and mouse. SimCity, um, you know. Uh, banished stuff like that and i will say uh, just so you know blessing that uh, you know uh, because you're a mac user and I, I i got back into gaming when i was still on a mac so um i understand the struggle that is there um i will say that um a lot more games are on on the mac platform that are that are supported and even more now than it was uh six five six years ago um in, on Steam, you can actually sort by that. So you can actually sort by those that are supported on Mac so that everything you're looking at um, is is on the Mac, which is very helpful because there's nothing worse than seeing something, clicking on it, like instantly falling in love, scrolling down yeah. a little bit below the page that's break the and seeing I've it's spent, not available. Yeah, and I've spent a few, and that's another mistake I've made, is I've bought a few games mm. and then later discovered that they... They're actually only for Windows. Um, and then, so, I mean, I've got Steam installed on my on my Mac right now, and I'm just scrolling through that, which is fine. Um, yeah, so, and it looks like there are a whole bunch of new games I haven't seen before. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, yeah, I was even able to, I remember when I was getting back in, in, into it, I played uh, Assassin's Creed 2. And we were living in Italy at the time, so it was a lot of fun to play that because you're you're there. And so I'm I'm playing in places that I'd either been or looked very similar to where I lived, uh, and it was a lot of fun. And I beat that playing a keyboard and magic mouse. If you can imagine, wow. I I still don't know because um, about uh, four months ago I did uh, Assassin's Creed Two Brotherhood with a controller, and the whole time I'm playing, I'm thinking, how did I do this with the keyboard and mouse? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so do you think the people who are predisposed to a certain kind of game in terms of coordination? Um, I, I think I think that, that gaming has become diverse enough with, with different genres and styles of gameplay that, that, uh, that, yeah, certain people like particular styles of games. And early on... Um, you know, especially with the Steam sales, I would snatch up so many because I didn't play for so many years. I felt like I was in catch-up mode, which was great because the games I was looking at were were, were all under ten dollars each, easily under ten, right? Um, and so I would see a game and I see it was rated well, and I, I, you know, I was getting up to speed with the culture and these all these games that I'd missed out on. Um, and a couple of interesting things happened. One, 
it was fun to to play the older games first because once you get modern graphics it's really hard to go backwards so i felt like i was getting a lot for my money so to speak um but also through that process i was able to risk the money so to speak i said so to speak twice now that's terrible i was able to spend money on something knowing that i may or may not like it i knew it was a good rated game i knew that it was a classic in that sense um it sounded interesting and fun to me and there are a few different games that i played um there's a couple i did not finish there's a few i did finish and when i got done with those i realized you know what that's not my favorite kind of game and that's okay I'll play these others that are more like the kind of games that I play. So, um, so yeah. Um, so, so it, um, I just remembered. I mean, you know, so there's the Church Mag Steam Group. Um, yep. Yeah. Church Mag Steam Group, the Church Mag Minecraft server, which, by the way, will be rebooting as soon as the one one point thirteen releases. We have the Church Mag Discord server. If you're a Discord person, we don't use that a ton, but we have that as well. Mm-hmm. Even the Church Mag uh, Steam group isn't super active right. uh, because there isn't a super lot of us. But if there were more there, then it would probably be definitely become more active. I really love talking about games. So if you jumped on there or want to hit up a conversation, totally do it because I'll talk to you about them because I love to. Awesome. Sorry, sorry, sorry to, 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 to uh, um, just kind of just be a little there, Eric. I, I just, uh, it's cause I was just clicking through the steam and then I was like, no, I'm glad you brought it up. I haven't thought about the church mag steam group in a very long time. <laughs> and I think that, so Gary's going to have to tell me how much of this even matters, but, um, I'm at a place where I know the games I like, like you were saying, Eric, I know yeah. that I would like to invest my time and money and energy in. Um, and so there's that piece of it, but then there's also the piece of, um, I would love, it's not about me anymore. I mean, when you become a parent, when you do youth ministry, all those type of things, it stops mm-hmm. becoming about you and you want to do these things for um, the community aspect of it. And so we've got places online, like Facebook places. We've got church bag that does some stuff where you can have those community aspects of thing. But mm-hmm. I also think that you having that ability to, I don't know, um, just hear out the the other stuff that happens when I think about the community, I'm um, thinking about how my own child is going to eventually be consuming this stuff. And so like when I go onto steam sales, like there's all these indie games that are very gory. There's all these people talking about wanting to play PUBG and um, counter-strike, whatever it is. And I, first of all, I, it's not my forte. And second of all, I'm like, I don't want my son watching any of that. And so I yeah. So so then you avoid it and you don't is 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 where I think it's at because I mean I have been tempted a few times with the PUBG and the Fortnite train, but the truth of the matter is is that um, a good percentage of my gaming time I, I I I play with my brother, and so there's a certain kind of game that we like to play with each other, and then each of us when we play by ourselves like different types of games, right? Um, and so, like, I don't really have the bandwidth for those things. And so many times the hype train is not not where it's at. Like, figure out what you like and, and, or, and or are comfortable with and run with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What, what makes a game fun for you? What makes a game great for mm-hmm. you, Eric? Right. Oh, for me? I, it's, it's funny. When, when I was younger, my favorite, I used to say if I had, back when I had a PlayStation, PlayStation 1, I said if I had Gran Turismo 2, and Game Day 98, those were the only two games I ever needed. 
if I had a PlayStation, game day for football, and Gran Turismo for racing, that's all I would need. Uh, which is funny now because now my favorite games tend to be um, open world RPGs. I never would give RPGs really the time of day. Um, now RPGs have changed quite a bit. So, like my favorite f- series of all time is Fallout, which is a post-apocalyptic open world um, first-person shooter, and I love the RPG elements, the building of the character. I love the feeling um, of gaining XP in a game, um, and and. Uh, and unlocking certain skill trees and then being able to play through it again, like Mass Effects 1, 2, and 3. Uh, I played it through the first time a particular way, all, all Paragon, and then I played it again uh, as Renegade with a completely different class. And so um, I even have an idea for a third playthrough how I'd like to do it. And so you're going, you're progressing through the same game through a similar story. Um, your decisions change changed the world to some degree in Mass Effect a lot more than than Fallout. Fallout a whole lot less so. But I I actually have some notes on other playthroughs I'd like to do, Blessing. Like, you know, I want to do a playthrough where I side with this faction, and I have this particular play style. Um, One I would like, like in Fallout 4, for example, I would like one playthrough to be, um, be a woman who was kind of a a stealth assassin type character probably use melee with handguns uh would be the skill tree concentration with a heavy sneak right heavy sneak attack and she would be she would realize that she was a synth and not actually human and so based on that kind of character development would dictate the kind of decisions that that she will make in the game faced with certain situations and then that'll open up different quest lines and and different responses and dialogue choices and stuff like that so um also uh, Fallout, Skyrim, those kind of open world uh, RPGs, there's a lot of uh, random occurrences. So like, let's say you're playing and you die and you reload the game. Um, a lot of what may have happened before won't happen again because the way events uh, aren't always predictable. And I, I do enjoy that. At the same time, I will say that, you know, a good old fashioned shooter, uh, first, first person shooter that um, there isn't a lot to worry about and you don't have to worry about exploring every nook and cranny those have their place <laughs> in my heart as well because sometimes it's overwhelming but for my favorite game that's what it would be yeah that's what i struggle what do you struggle with no the, you know the like first person shooter games you you have to go through every nook and cranny and 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 like how do i know i'm done and <laughs> is there anything else i'm stopping like some some games are not so intuitive. Some of that I like, I enjoy. Um, in fact, at first when I started playing Fallout Four again, I'm actually enjoyed like Fallout Three. My second playthrough I actually enjoyed more because then I would focus on areas that I missed the first time, and so you know I experienced areas and, and things uh, that I missed the first time. And I, I see that happening again with Fallout Four because it's such a dense world. At the same time, I do like trying to comb and not miss everything, so I do get somewhat of a joy from that. Um, but yeah, uh, some, some games like, like a Wolfenstein or a doom, it's so straightforward, the level design and everything it's, you know, you're not going to get lost. You just, you proceed forward, you know, it's real simple. Um, and there's definitely a place for, (laughs) for those as well. I I think for me, the, the community aspect of getting to play with other people, I love Eric, when you and I get to play, whether it's the speedrunner stuff, whether it's the star Wars battlefront stuff, even the Minecraft river with church mag, when I get Mm -hmm. one thing to play and like, I do the live streams, like recently I've been playing a lot of SimCity, and it's fun to have that strategy and to think about things, but I've done that before. Mm -hmm. And, and the 
openness, the, the ability just to have general conversations with people. I absolutely love because you can just sit there and have a chat with someone. And so for me, that's really fun to just have. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. The, um, the, nice. the co-op, um, option can be a lot of fun. Um, that's what, what, what's known as PVE. Um, P, uh, those that don't know there's pvp which is player versus player there's pve which is player versus i think the e means everyone i'm not sure about that honestly basically that means it's like you against you know the computer comp- uh, opponents basically um and it can be kind of cool like in a game like destiny where yeah, this is environment yeah the, the, everyone there's like these other people fighting alongside of you that are real people you know um Sometimes I do wish there was more communication there, but just being able to hang out with my brother or like when we played the division, the same thing here, we are in this big world and we're just doing this thing together. And Jeremy's right. Like you're able to kind of mix that conversation of serious conversation to the task. Like, you know, there's a guy coming over here or I'm down, come revive me or watch out. They're flanking to the left. Like there's the, can be the communication, of the task at hand. And then there's also the experience of a, maybe a story or story elements and laughing together. Like you're watching a movie together. And then there's the moments where you're just, you know, kind of mindlessly taking down the enemy because you've done it before or, um, you don't need to communicate. It's pretty straightforward what you're doing. And you're just talking about your day, you know, like, like Jeremy's saying, yeah, yeah. Or even of like doing stupid stuff. Like I remember playing Halo when I was younger, but it was in a, it was in an actual, everybody was the same room. And I just remember where I got like 12 headshots in a row against five different people I was playing with. And by the time I was done, I was like sitting there screaming and yelling, like making a big show, just yeah. being obnoxious, but intense because it was just too fun to not do that and to be able to kind of yeah it's it's funny um my brother and i were were uh playing uh ghost recon wildlands it's a pve situation and we we usually play it pretty pretty serious we've upped the challenge like we've turned off the the icons on the screen so you can't tag enemies so it's a little bit more immersive and it's a lot more difficult so you so being stealthy as a team is a little bit more difficult and we communicate and we're like you know yeah it's a lot of fun right but when it's about time for me to to turn off the light and you know turn the computer off and go to bed sometimes there's like a few lingering minutes and suddenly we'll just like goof off like really crazy stuff like hop in a vehicle and do crazy stuff or I don't know some of the most ridiculous things because we're like winding down. It doesn't matter. We're not trying to accomplish anything and never in my life that I can recall in recent memory. Have I laughed so hard as some of the things that we have done? Um, and I, I can't even explain them to you because it was like a literal, you had to be there moment and laughing so hard that my face hurt. And, and, um, how does, how does how does gaming time work in you? Does everybody work off you know play off their own um, uh, computers or or yeah that that's how we do it. Like my brother's in clear New Mexico, and here I am in in North Carolina, Virginia, and so it's it's done online. Um, even with my poor internet, uh, I have visions of grandeur that once I have better internet, that my stats will go up across the board. That's probably won't happen, but um, and then Jeremy and I, we like like he said, we jump on. And uh, he's clear there in, in Ohio, and we hop on and yeah. and do our thing. That's so cool. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. Cool. Um, I mean, co-op, couch gaming, so to speak, has its place too. And um, there's there's a few different games that me and my kids have. Uh, my my daughter and I take turns on 
uh, Tembo the Elephant. And it, uh, it's kind of cartoonish, graphics, cell shading. It's made by the people that did, did Sonic. Um, and it's, it's a funny action, kind of, kind of crazy game. Um, nice. Actually, that's not the whole title of it, Tembo the Elephant. Yeah. It's got, yeah. Anyway, look it up. <laughs> I do let my daughter play it. Um, we, we, we have a good time doing that one together. Yeah. That's like our we special time. And then my son and I, uh, we've yeah. done Portal together. We've done uh, several others together. Um, yeah. So we kind of have a special game. And then as a family, uh, all of us, all six of us uh, in the winter, not so much in the summer, but in the winter, we have actually a family world that we that we have here on the local area network that we all hop in and we uh, play Minecraft together. That's great. That's so cool. It is great. Yeah, we're we're and we're talking. That's like what Jeremy said. We're talking, and, yeah, yeah. and then every once in a while, you yell, you holler across. Does anybody have this resource? <laughs> nice, nice. How how does um we, we used to have um land land events happen at at at, uh, at you know back in the day uh, at my youth group. Um, is that still a thing? Well, the LAM party is more of a meme, wouldn't you say, Jeremy? Um, I guess it depends. I think for I think for middle school, high school students currently, as well as college students, there's definitely the aspect of hey, you want to go play Fortnite, which is the big game right now for a lot of um, teenagers. Is that I've you literally that. leave because it's free? You leave your house and the person will go back home. So you can play the video game together because because it's just so fast. So I will say that I have seen people set it up in their house where everyone will bring their TV and system over. Yeah, yeah. And they'll they'll all set up and have like five TVs in the same room, yeah. and then there'll be a squad. That, well, yeah. that we used to do that. You no, know, you carry your um, yeah your, your PC to your friend's house and right. But the only reason why they do it is so that you're kind of all there in the same room, yeah, kind of yeah. a situation. Yeah. But they're all going on the internet playing with, you know. Hundreds of other yeah. people, thousands yeah, of other yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's insane. It is. It is. So, and you know, just like any activity, um, too much one, you know, too much of, too much of one or the other may not be good. Like, you know, it, it's also good f- for those that that find the kind of the solitary, quiet, don't want to be bothered, just want your own space. Like that's if that's the gaming you prefer, that's great. You know, uh, if you like the social aspect, that's great too. You know. Um, there's no, there, there's no judgment or right way or bad way or wrong way for any of that. I would say give it a shot and try some other things that you're comfortable with. Obviously I'm not going to be going and playing these horror games out there. I'm not going to be playing. Yeah. Yeah. I already know those, those aren't like, I know my threshold for, for that. But I I do think like, if you've never done a land party, give it a shot and see what it's like. Cause I would say if you've never done it, it's actually really fun. Like how, how do, how do I decide what to what to um you know so i'm starting out or trying to get back into gaming what do you recommend like is there any sort of criteria that i can use to get back into the game i i would say blessing there, there's a couple things to keep in mind um and that well the first being that like you talked about how you feel odd fumbling over the controller right that's completely normal it's interesting because like a first person shooter if I used a controller, I feel handicapped. Like, I need a keyboard mouse. But when it comes to something like Tomb Raider or Assassin's Creed or Forza Horizon Racing or something like that, like, I need the controller. Like, I feel 
much more empowered or Batman, right? I need, I need to be doing it on a computer or I'm sorry, on a controller. And so that's something to keep in mind, like the input device, like maybe, uh, what you might prefer or making sure that you match that with the game that you're playing. Um, and also giving yourself space to get better at it. Because when I first got back into gaming, I had never done keyboard mouse. Like the last system I had was, uh, I think a GameCube. Uh, before that, it was, was a Game Boy, a GameCube, Nintendo GameCube. Oh. Uh, before that, it was a, a PS One, and so um, I hadn't ever done keyboard mouse. And at first, I felt very clunky. And when I when I've replayed games that I played early on, I'm kind of shocked at like how easy it feels compared to when I first played it. <laughs> um, so it is a skill that that you begin to develop, right? And there's no wrong or right. Like this is keyboard only i don't care what people tell you or this is controller only like you can make some arguments of which is better or not whatever but you do what's comfortable for you and give yourself some space to 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 get to get better at it so to speak um but uh as far as what genre see there's not like a right answer of where you should start um per se i will say that if if somebody's played some particular games and i've talked with them enough about games i feel like i do a fairly good job of of recommending them games that i think they would actually enjoy like the one game i'd like to get jeremy yeah it isn't necessarily i think that he would enjoy it as much as i would like to share the experience that i had with him (laughs) um but there's a there's there's a a friend of mine who i know what kind of games they like and i kind of went on a limb and said i really think you should try prey it really seems like a game that you would like. They're like, yeah, but it's, it's kind of scary. And I go, it's not scary. It's suspenseful. I said, but if you if it's too suspenseful, turn the music off, and it's less suspenseful. Try it out. It's got some cool this, that, and the other. And they tried it, and they really, really, they really enjoyed it. But I was able to kind of make the recommendation based on other games that I knew they liked, right? Um, so recommending where to start. I would I would start with some older games, maybe, and work your way up. What do you think, Jeremy? Um, yeah, I would say not too old, but <laughs> look at what you're used to is what I would suggest. Mm-hmm. I know that seems kind of lame. But no, but you're right because see, based on on playing games that are are uh, in a in a in a genre that you like, from there you'll you'll begin to learn maybe other areas that you enjoy. You may be exposed to. Um, also keep in mind, I believe Steam, depending on your internet speed, of course, this may or may not work. Steam does have a return policy within a certain time period and under a certain playtime. So if you get a game and within a certain period of time you play it and you play under a particular amount of time, I'm not sure how all that works. You'd have to look it up. You can get a refund. So if you get something and you're like, hate it, you can just send it back. Get your money back. Oh, man. Okay. I wish I'd known about that. Or had read the fine print. I mean, who does that? You know, I have read and agree to the terms. <laughs> right. Like I know, um, like with like the Bethesda open world RPGs, like they have the Skyrim and they have Fallout. And those are in some respects, very similar games, but the game worlds are, are very different. And so depending on your leanings of what kind of fantasy, sci-fi you know depending on what your leaning is or even the type of gameplay is you're going to naturally prefer one over the other and that gets into like you know kind of films that you enjoy kind of books that you like that's just even like the kind of not only the genre of type of game but then the 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 flavor that is presented in right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah like uh like the turn like the turn 
turn-based strategy games. You have Civilization, which is a pretty straightforward, historical, uh, great strategy game. You can play that thing over and over and over, and it's never different. Um, I'm sorry, it's never the same. Um, and then you have a similar game called... Uh, oh, it's leaving my mind now. Ugh, I can't believe it. Something Legends. But anyway, it's a similar to... to, to Civilization, but all of the civilizations, instead of it being like the Germans and the Americans and uh, those from India, it's fantasy races. So, like, there's the trolls and there's the the elves, and and then they have their own lore and strengths and weaknesses. So it's like a similar game loop, but it's it's got a whole other flavor, right? Um, there's the 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 Sim City style builders. Then they're that are pretty straightforward, and then they have some that focus on uh, transportation. They have those like the game uh, Banished. I've, uh, you've played that, Jeremy. Um, in fact, I learned about Banished from you, where um, it's kind of a survival. Like you have these colonists, and you have to try to keep them alive, but then you got to tell them what to do and what to gather, and so it's like a whole like city management system, but it's built around survival and settling in 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 an area, right? Um, recently, a new release game recently, it's again similar to that flavor of resource management, SimCity style building. It's called Frostpunk, and it is like a post-apocalyptic frozen world, and that's the setting that it's in. So then you have things to manage, like make sure that people don't freeze to death, and there's obstacles, and you have to prepare for the storm, and like it's got that kind of... Um, it has a, a Frostpunk flavor to to everything. So there's a lot of layers to this. Are you overwhelmed yet? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is is it is it you know how you get like um uh there probably is, you know, you you get like the Grammys and the Emmys and all that and um do you get that for gaming? Excuse no, me. No, no. Cuz I, I really mean they they while. do they, there are some awards. I can't think what, can you think of any awards off the top of your head? Or, or some sort of ranking or some sort of reputable ranking system. Mm, I was going to say reputable is where it gets hard. Yeah, it gets hard. Um, Jeremy's right. It does get hard. And I mean, there's some people that I follow maybe on YouTube or online Mac publications that I follow. And I don't look at their list and take it to be factual. I already know their leanings and I know their preferences. So based on knowing their preference and how they rank them, I know how much I may or may not like it. Um, uh, and sometimes the critics and those that rank are wrong because people like what people like. Like there are some games that came that come out and people just they love them to death, but I would never touch them. And it's not that they're even a bad game. They're a fine game. They're probably a great game, but I I would never touch it. I'd never try it. It's not my not my cup of tea. And then you have some games that that are in an in a cup of tea that I would like and I think they're terribly produced and published i don't know who would enjoy that game great storyline but maybe i don't know like i'm just unimpressed and you they have strong followings um so i'm very slow to judge and say this game is terrible um you know people like what they like they can't give you they can't give you somewhat of a barometer i suppose some of the best games of 2018 or or whatever Mm. nice have we done? Uh, uh, Chris did some posts. Uh, he reviewed the um, the Nintendo um, the Nintendo Switch, yeah. Switch, yeah. Yeah, Switch, yeah, yeah. we've done a few reviews. Um, I find myself playing so many games that are 
older that it feels silly to write a review, but maybe that's silly of me. I think you should do it. I'll start doing it. I'll start doing it. I will say that uh, when my brother and I started playing The Division, I wrote a review on that. And then I got blasted in the comments because they're like, how can you promote this game? You know, they use bad language and all this stuff. I'm like, it's rated M. Like, I don't know what you expect, right? I didn't say it was a family game. You know, I mean, come on, people. And um, Chris, uh, uh, Chris, uh, did he reveal a game uh, or he just reviewed the Switch? It was just the general switch, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be, I mean, I was looking into that for, um, you know, like some old school stuff, like uh, um, some Super Mario. and. But it's interesting you bring that up because, I mean, Jeremy was talking about some of the indie games. There are some indie games that have the old school feel that are modern and done in such a way that adopt modern practices. And they're, they're very, they're, they feel great to play. Um, and they have even better stories. Um, so just put that out there. If you're interested in some more old school, you know, there's some Metro Metrovania games out there that that really catch my eye because I loved Metroid as uh, as a kid on the on the Nintendo. So the idea of playing a modern Metrovania style game is very appealing to me. And one of the games Jeremy and I play, what's that? What's that stupid game where we race, Jeremy? Speedrunners. Oh my gosh! This is <laughs> simple. Like it's it's like there's modern games that are far more hard high tech than this thing, and him and I it's just like over and over and over. It's ridiculous and it is hilarious at the same time. It is I, truly the best. Other platforms. I mean, I know Steam is as a as a sale on right right now. I mean, by the way, Steam hasn't paid us for this. Um, just saying. <laughs> yeah. And there's other there's other good there's other good places too. If you want to look for older games, I highly recommend GOG.com. Um I don't know how they do with the Mac stuff. You'd have to look at that, but G O G. So it stands for good old games. Yeah, and um all of their games are DRM free, which is really nice. Um and uh I, I like Especially on the older games, I like getting their stuff. Not only because it's DRM free, but because they tend to tweak theirs slightly, and they they require less love and attention to get them running than the older games on Steam. Um, another great place, not a great place, but some of the other clients on computers for those, mostly for PC blessing, uh, is Uplay, which is your Ubisoft games, and then Origin, which is a lot of your EA games as well. Um, so, yeah, if uh, there's a title that you're can't seem to find or or blizzard blizzard has their own launcher as well if you're looking for a game and you're not able to find it on steam it might be a game that's on another uh client how do you manage all that it just feels like so much admin you know it it is it is a lot but it's something that you just slowly wade into wouldn't you say jeremy yeah i think that i think that there's a bunch of different cultures within the gaming stuff I like that. I mean, when we talked about this before, but there is a couple of Facebook communities, Theology Gaming and Love Thy Nerd is a new one. We've had um, a couple of people on actually for the podcast talking about some stuff. And you don't necessarily have to know what to do, because if you join those groups, you can kind of hear what people are talking about and kind of be interested and then even ask questions about some of that stuff. I feel like for me, that's one of the best ways of doing some of this is just getting those questions out there just to be able to talk to them and kind of yeah, really mm-hmm. figuring things yeah. out. Yeah. And, and also doing a little bit of research. If you're interested in a game, looking up gameplay, um, not necessarily reviews, because if you don't know what the reviewer likes, 
um, you know, they might trash a game that shouldn't be trashed. Or some people like to be game critics and they just criticize stuff. And I'm just like, you can criticize it. I just want to have fun. I enjoy it. I'm not that critical. I'm not taking it that serious. Um, so looking up general gameplay of a game just to kind of see what it looks like. What's it like when you're playing? Because I don't want the trailer. I don't want some cinematic stuff. I want to see what does this game look yeah, like yeah. when you're actually playing the thing, right? I can see. Okay, so I just went on to GOG.com. And, uh, yeah, and there's there's even there's some even some other tricks, as, as Jeremy has learned as well, uh, of ways to get some good some good deals and specials on games. But uh, Bundle is a good one if you're wanting to be adventurous because you can sign up for, what is it, like, 12 bucks a month and they give you a bunch of games for super cheap and any money that they make that's profit they donate to the charity of your choice and you're getting like 60 80 dollars worth of games for that small amount because they're trying to help that charity yeah i would i would tell Um, blessing to be careful on that one because he's on the mac that's true he's gonna get cut off on a lot of them but even under even their regular even their regular games are for sale you can put you can elect a charity. So like mine is set to Compassion International. So any humble bundle, humble monthly or purchase that I make through them, um, at least either 10 or 15%, I can't remember how much it is, um, of even just a regular store sales goes to Compassion. And then when I do their their um, humble, humble bundle, like Jeremy's saying, you can adjust what percentages go. And I always make sure that uh, Compassion gets a, a decent cut. And that always feels nice. So then you spend a little extra because you know you're donating to Compassion. They say they've raised over 129 million for charity and yes. mm-hmm. can't. Absolutely, yeah, uh-huh. they do it. It's pretty Save cool. The children, Red Cross, uh, War Child. Yeah, when you set up your account, you're able to set up a default organization, so you can look through the ones yeah. that they have or search if there's any that are particular uh, interest of yeah. your own, uh, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, that'll be a thing for me. I like that I can get a game and. And and still, you know, I have fun and give something at the same time. Yeah, so if you, you know, if you're looking on Steam and you kind of found one that's for Mac, you can jump on there because a lot of their keys that they give are actually Steam keys. So you're actually buying a game for oh, Steam cool. through Humble Bundle. Yeah. 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 Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That's quite cool. Yeah, and if you have um, any questions regarding price, any questions about mm-hmm. genre or, I don't know, any anything like that, feel free to bounce it off Jeremy and I, and uh, we can probably give you a pretty quick pretty pretty quick answer, I would say. What would you say, Jeremy? And at the very least, we, if we don't know the answer, which is very possible, then we can always connect you with the people um, that would know those answers. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, it's very helpful. Well, you're very welcome, Blessing. Uh, Jeremy and I do enjoy our games, and it is a, it is a it is a hobby and an activity that has kind of cultivated and sprout out, sprout up. I don't know the right word for that for both of us in the last. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? I don't. Words are hard. In the last like five or six years, for both of us, <laughs> it's it's uh, been cultivated and and uh, for both of us, it's been it's been kind of funny when both and I, both him and I were we're doing even church mag together uh neither of us were really playing it's just something that's kind of happened over the past few years <laughs> yeah yeah that's so cool yeah so we're happy to help yeah. to talk about it and if you're listening to the podcast and either you want to shoot the breeze or you have a, some kind of question right feel free to ping one of us we like it it's fun and blessing i will seriously consider and look at uh reviewing some older games or some you know games that i've I've uh, beaten the past. Um, I only 
review. I've made some reviews on Steam, some real short, very, very short reviews. Um, but I, I would only review games I've actually finished and actually beat and completed completely, which I think is the only fair way to judge a game is when you've actually fully completed it. Um, there was one game I played, uh, Bionic Commando. Uh, it was like a kind of reboot of the old 8-bit game, and it was totally 3D, and it was all right. You know, uh-huh. I mean, definitely worth the three seventy five that I paid for it. Um, mm. So I definitely got my money's worth. Was it a great three dollars seventy five cents or three hundred three dollars and seventy five cents? Definitely got my value out of it. Um, yeah, I mean it was pretty good. Like nothing absolutely amazing or anything. Um, if I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It was it was all right. Um, and at the very end, it just kind of blew my mind a little bit the plot twist because i really wasn't that into the story i mean it wasn't much of one and then suddenly it just like came out of left field and it was pretty cool pretty cool ending of the story and so at the end i was like hey that that was really cool and i you know had i just been reviewing like if, if i had been reviewing that for example and reviewed it after half of a playthrough versus completely finishing the game through g- gameplay um completely different feedback and response for, for myself personally just because of the 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 little plot twist at the very very end do you have any policies like that jeremy no i mean I'm, it's just the general family friendly stuff mm. that's jeremy's jam on the youtube um and twitch and i think it's really awesome right and just even life at home like literally the goriest game i have and the only gory game i have is um, Shadow of Mordor. And that one, as fun as it is that it has the Lord of the Rings aspect to it, I found myself like a third of the way through thinking, I'm such a completionist, I need to finish this, and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, the, the mechanics and all that stuff is super fun. Yeah, I mean, it was really good, but it was definitely like, I'm going to... Yeah you in the throat kind of stuff and i'm just like uh, i'm i don't even want to play this when my kids are in the room kind of stuff yeah. so yeah that, that, that's an interesting one um i really enjoyed shadow of mordor um the, the game loop got a little repetitive for me it felt it felt it had ubitis <laughs> which is the old ubisoft game loop of find a tower unlock a tower do the six tests tasks find the next tower unlock the area do six tasks like (laughs) it had that game loop and so when i hit well at some point i just kind of pushed through and and finished it um that all being said feels incredible love it um it's rated m it is mature because of you're killing orcs i mean that's a violent thing to do over Um, and over over and over is what i really appreciate what jeremy's doing is that it is you know, clean and fun. You can watch it with your kids. You can watch it with your kids around you. The thing of it is, is that just like with any culture, any internet culture, any any culture, there, there there can be toxicity. And the gaming culture has a propensity to be toxic. I'm afraid, um, in all honesty. And so, what I appreciate about what Jeremy's doing is that it's not toxic. It's positive. It's clean. It's nice. And there's not a lot of them out there. He's kind of like a Stampy Cat in that way. He's not like Stampy Cat. Okay, Stampy Cat is his own thing. But what I'm saying is, is that it's kid-friendly. Like, if if Jeremy has some interesting videos that I think my son will like, I can, without previewing them, without any shadow of a doubt, send him a link, and he can watch Jeremy do his thing, and I know that everything's going to be cool. I can't do that with anybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also try to incorporate the Christian. So, 
I'm trying to do both. I think that there's, I think that there's a lot of Christian players there who are not playing family friendly stuff. Um, not to say it's not bad, but that's not where I'm at, and that's not really even my focus. I want to provide something that my six year old son will watch. But then there's also uh, a lot of people that are doing that, like like Stampy Cat or other people that don't necessarily have the Christian values. As that, yeah. not to say they're they're sending my children to Satanist or um, something else, but just yeah. to have that other voice in their life that's preaching a gospel message for children that we want to raise up in the church. I think that's a big deal too. So yeah, try yeah. to do a bit of that. And hopefully I was just going to say, hopefully I would let it be something where um, other people replicate it and do it a hundred times better than I am because I'm just kind of doing this for my own self and my kids. Yeah. And if other people do it, that's wonderful and great or other people watch it, but I'm really just doing this. So my kids can be like, Hey, let's watch something that my dad's playing. And then like have that entertainment and not be excluded. But at the same time, I feel comfortable mm-hmm. with them. Watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think you shouldn't, you shouldn't, um, underestimate the power of that. Um, you, you might, I mean, you might not see it at the same level or you, you have a picture of where you, at the level you'd want to do that. Um, but, uh, but, uh, you, but it's actually just easily, it had, well, I'm trying to say that there's probably more impact than you, than you give credit for. In the podcast links, we will have, uh, oh, Chris. Chris is on uh, Rocket League Switch. Him and I, I, I still want to try Rocket League from my PC to his Switch overseas. I don't know if, if that's going to work or not. Um, I'd like to give it a try. Um, so if you're in the UK and you're like on the Switch and you want to connect, connect with Chris. Um, if you want to talk games, reach out. Ping us on uh, Church Mag. We'd like to talk about it. Um, we'll leave some links to Jeremy's gaming stuff, to the Church Mag Steam group, if you want to say hi there or, or talk games there. Um, as well as some of the Love Thy Nerd and Christian Theology. and I don't know, some of the different things we talk. we should have some links in the podcast description. And then Theology is going to be coming out once we reset the server. So um, our USA Today featured <laughs> server is going to be back on. So we'll be talking Bible and do more gameplay. Yeah, that'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. Yeah. And someday they're gonna there's awesome. someday there's gonna be a Minecraft devotional. If Steve would just get the thing done, yeah, and we would publish it, and it would be awesome. So stay tuned for that as well. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for the talk, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. Send us an email. Subscribe and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag podcast by visiting Church Mag Online. You'll find a link on our main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag. And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message and be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag podcast so you can receive an early release of the new show every Friday. We don't do that for just anyone. Thank you. One time, this is a true story. Yeah. One time, I'm in, I'm in college class. I'm actually in my audio production class uh, in uh, in the community college there. Audio production, digital yeah. audio production, and they're doing a roll, roll call, and they come to yep. die, Eric, and <laughs> the guy sitting next to me is kind of a jokester. He's all like, "Yeah, die, Eric," <laughs> and he had made fun of that plenty of times before and i didn't take it like i'm i'm an adult by then i had survived elementary school with this name so you know this is nothing new to me and so without even thinking as soon as he says that Uh 
I, I'm on an aisle seat. I fall out of my chair and roll onto the floor <laughs> and, and, and pose myself lifeless. You committed. <laughs> and, I did. And? I was fully committed to this. And oh, there wow. was this, for a moment, you could hear a pin drop. I proceeded <laughs> to get up and everyone began to bust out loud. And he said, never do that to me again. <laughs> And I said, well, Did there's only bang? one way. I said, there's only one way that we can be sure of that. Yeah. <laughs> and he never did it again. <laughs> oh, man. Like the next, the next time they're like, die, Eric. And I like look over him. He's like looking at me. He's like, no, like shaking his head. No, no, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, man. I wouldn't have wanted to be him. <laughs> <laughs> he was such a fun, <laughs> funny, fun-loving guy, too. Anyone put that on video? I wish. I wish. This was before. This was like my – It was. I had a mobile oh, phone. Listen, no, yeah, listen. I, I was the uh, program production manager of a small AM radio station. Yeah. And I had – get this. I not uh-huh. only had a pager. Yes, I uh-huh. had a pager. But I also had a cell you phone. A- it was cool. the gray Motorola flip phone. That uh, Ooh, yeah, yeah, the one. Oh Did my gosh! Have like a pull out antenna. Yes, yes. It was like the non-portable version was the brick. You know, like the Saved by the Bell brick. <laughs> Mine was the flip phone yeah, version. Yeah. It was. Ooh. You couldn't put it in your pocket, but it, I did have a belt strap thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh no! Oh it had, no! Oh, it, no. The, the display was just just like numbers. Like there was no. It was like yeah. a, a numbers LED. So, yeah. yeah. You had to know well, the codes. That's hectic. Yeah. So, so that's do, how do old I am. Do people still wear those belts, those phone belts thingies? Well, well, I mean, it was the, it was the 90s. Okay. <laughs> it was the 90s. Well, we, we were in cargo pants. You know, listen, I don't feel the need to go into my fashion choices. <laughs> In the mid '90s, um, I may or may not have resembled certain cast members of Friends in my attire. Uh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you may or you may not have. I may or may not have shopped at the Standard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, there I'll there may there. or may not have been corduroy and pleats involved, but past that, Uh-oh. past that, I, I say no more. I say no more. What about quadral? What are they called? Dungarees. Yeah, I, yeah. This this was this was mid nineties. I'll remind you. <clears throat> so <laughs> story time with uh, Grandpa Eric here. Um, <laughs> what do we want to talk about, guys? The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on Buzzsprout.com. Buzzsprout.com. 